You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. in progress i like it. it gives you the option to leave the meeting i'm like get i'm out of here welcome to axe to grind the hardcore podcast apparently episode 197 <laughs> uh i have been misnumbering them uh with some regularity i've just you're staying out. in your joe budden lane because joe budden says the wrong number for every single episode ever listen it's gonna be a surprise to nobody who knows me once you get past like 60 Things they're hazy for me. Uh, you know, you about your the, birthdays. I'm not the. <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> sometimes numbers they can't, uh, they can never, uh, they can always be a little bit more, a little bit less. You know. Yeah, I'm. I, I you know, I just don't have the brain power. I, You're a I, Pisces. The other, You're a Pisces. Exact. Thank you. I'm an intuitive learner. Not, not this. Uh, I wasn't made for the factories. You know. I'm sorry, British. Uh, uh, what do they call the British uh, schooling system? That Newsies? Uh, I don't know. What are you talking about? No, the United States operates under, under it, too. It's basically the most of the Western world does. It's basically the, the one that trains you to work, go work at a fucking factory. I'm sorry, everybody. I'm a Pisces. It just can't happen. More importantly. Uh, uh, we can get into some ad reads. I got nothing further to say except. Uh, no, no, you, some, how, yo, are you this rusty? It, well, no, I think I'm on right now. No, I'm, you're, I'm, you're I'm not rusty. Us. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm on one. I'm I'm killing you, you, There's Frank. There's Rusty. You're, You're a little bit rusty, but you are. I'm pa- oh, that's right. We do our names. I'm Patrick. I'm Bob. And I'm Tom. And hopefully this is someone's first episode of Axe Grind. Thank you to everybody who's listened to us for so many. It's having our first episode. Shout out to the people who remember when we used to say the number of the episode early, but then stopped for exactly this reason. So, um, yo, uh, big shout out to our sponsors. Deathwish Inc. Boom. Run for Cover Records. Bam. To Live a Lie Records. <laughs> and today, guys, we're going to celebrate our friends' closed casket activities. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna like belabor and, and talk. We we say lots of nice things about our buddies. Today, let's just get into it. I, we got a new song to play. Um, the band is I Flies. Um, for those who are not initiated. Uh, this is Spencer Hazard from Full of Hell and Sore Dream, uh, members of Backslider and Triac. They've got a bunch of releases out on Thrill Jockey. Uh, that probably means a lot to a lot of you. So I, I hope you guys are, are aware. Um, this album is called Exigent Circumstance. The song is Dead Larvae. Uh, it's coming out on November 2nd. Uh, Patrick, go ahead and. Uh, Drop that in here. Let's listen. Boop.
So everybody, keep your eyes out for that. It is coming out very soon. The release date's November 19th. <laughs> they are going on tour with Inter Area, Yatuja, and Yashira. Yakja and Yashira this December. Uh, goes from Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Detroit, Chicago, Columbus, Nashville, Atlanta, Asheville, Raleigh, Harrisonburg, and Memphis beginning of December. Go check that out. Enjoy it. I hope you guys like that song. Thank you, Close Casket Activities. Um, Wait, is that Tom? What do you got? Yes, um, Bob. I um, I see your eye flies, and I am raising you. Oh, I also got an email. What? Um, we have the particular honor of playing one of my favorite new bands mm. on our little podcast. Um, one of my bandmates. Mm. Um, legitimately, I think this band is going to be the fucking the next thing um, it's already starting. They just came back from a tour with standstill and pain of truth. Mm. Um, this is the first single off the new age of apocalypse LP. The single is called the Patriot. The LP is called grim wisdom. It's coming out on closed casket activities. The street date is January 21st, 2022. So the pre-sales um, are other than the pre-orders are, you know, imminent keep keep watching you know the social media of close casket because i'm sure they'll announce it very soon very um, very soon maybe very 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 soon and um i've heard the record the record's incredible um you're all out you know you're in for a treat so this is uh the patriot by age of apocalypse let me talk to him
Yo, check it out. Closecastgetactivities.com. Everybody go get it. Woo! Shout out. <clears throat> hey, guys, how you feel? Laying in bed. I feel great. Um, Tom, how you doing today? I'm doing <laughs> laying, in, laying in bed. Are you actually doing the podcast from the bed? I am. I'm, I've got a, uh, a uh, Dr. McGoogles or McDougal's uh, vegan miso, miso ramen. Uh, uh, little cup of soup, and uh, I am on a bed. Yeah, I'm. I'm at my folks' house for five days. Nice. How are they doing? Uh, you know, pretty good for old people. It feels like a record that's coming out by self defense in the next like <laughs> doing pretty twenty good. years. <laughs> pretty good for old people. Hey, uh, Tom. Guess what I got this week in the mail? Yes, you. Oh man, this is tough. Is I, know, it I got athletic? a lot of stuff. Is it sports or music? Uh, vaguely, mu- yeah, music, music, not not athletics. Fuck, I have no idea. I got the self defense family logo t shirts. Ooh, oh, for us, just one for me. I had to recruit a friend to pick it up on tour. Son of a for bitch, me. I know. Because I had asked Pat for one, and I asked him for one of those splits, and I got bupkis. I asked Pat to send me a shirt in 2007. I'm still waiting for, so it's all good. I mean, you know what, though? Like, the joy with the post office. I mean, you know, they're, they're really kind of fucking the post office. So, you know, sooner or later. That's true. That's true. I hate oh, it. I'm all excited. I thought, like, Pat sent them both to you. Like, oh, like a nice little, like, ah, I got, let me, oh, geez. Yeah, we got these printed. Let me throw a couple in a bag and get them over to Bob. He'll make sure he gets one to Tom. Okay, okay. Yeah. Right, no, right. Because Bob's house is usually like the main, you know, the address the is hub, usually sure, like, sure. stuff sent, you know. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, I don't even, when people tell me to put one aside for like, a, you know, like, hey, I'm going to see you on the 23rd. Could you put that aside for me? I go, sure. And then I it immediately exits my brain. That's true. I, yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Like, let's be honest about about Patrick. He's a good man, but he's not a. Nobody's ever going to accuse him of being thoughtful. You know, there's no but malice. You are. I think you give yourself less credit than you deserve. I don't. It's, I, I'll tell you. You can be, but I think you try to go like, eh, I'm just not well, that kind of guy. But you actually are. Uh, well, hold on. Here's some lyrics for you, Patrick. Thoughtful. Yeah, yes. To others, not sure. <laughs> well, listen. Here's the thing. I realized that there was something wrong with me uh, years ago when I people would ask me how I was doing. I would answer and then I would just keep it moving. And then later I'd go, oh, I didn't ask them about themselves. What a piece of shit. And And they're not really asking you how you're doing. Yeah, precisely. Exactly. And I didn't even pick up on that new one. That's good or fine. That's it. Yeah. Uh, Or if you want to be like, uh, you know, a little a little sardonic, you could say it's going. You know, right. I, I like that. People go like, how's life? And I usually respond taking forever. Taking forever is a good answer. <laughs> <laughs> you but, know, you uh, got to keep them on their toes. You know what I mean? Then, then you get extra checks. People check in on you. Yeah. When I ask how you doing, I mean it. Like, I think that's what's wrong with me, though. That's, that's yeah. yeah but Pat, you don't want like a 10 minute soliloquy, really. Or do you? Uh, I don't mind it. I don't mind it. I mean, that's cool. Because then I don't have to talk about myself. It's like, oh, what do you got? Oh, fair. That's fair. Hopefully, like their pet duck didn't die or something. But otherwise, like I'm, I'm fine with. That's that. always that's a good. fucking tough one. You go, how's partner X? And they're like, oh, we broke up last week. I'm like, let me go kill myself now. Like, awesome. Fuck. Oh, yeah, that's a rough one. That's a rough. Yeah, one. that happened recently. I was like, how so and so? And they're like, she died. I was like, oh, God, yeah, fucking hell. I don't even know how to respond to that. <sighs> So, uh, yeah, 
Um, yeah, people stop dying. Uh, PK. Yeah. What uh, yeah. you you're you got back uh, as discussed on our mm-hmm. Patreon episode. You drove through the entire country. Uh, you are over the United States of America at large. Um, and anywhere it rains, you have decided is for fools. Is this correct? Yeah, for f- fucking suckers. Okay. Um, we, we, you know, we aren't going to s- dwell too long, but you did have a fantastic time on the Thrice Touche More tour that you were on. Uh, any kind words, anything you want to say about that, the experience of the shows, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, actually, let's talk about a thing that is, uh, we can keep this brief. I'm sure that the, the Tom and I clashing over COVID is probably tired for people. Uh, if you'd like to hear something that's potentially dark to some of our listeners. Uh, so we self-reported that we had tested positive for COVID. And uh, we knew that that probably meant our exit from the tour uh, and the loss of the loss of uh I don't want to say many, but uh, several thousands of dollars. Right. And, but you know, it was kind of uh, the decision was made and we stick by basically when, when you make a decision as a group, you stick by it regardless if it's good or bad. But here's, here's what I thought was interesting. That tour, the two, the touche dudes brought a ton of tests and I know that the thrice dudes were taking it all very seriously because uh, I mean, probably they don't want to get anybody sick, of course, but then also they have like a very specific concern that their singer is kind of irreplaceable. He's got like a very good voice that people have come to expect from album after album. He can't, he can't do it sick, you know? So, uh, he's he already like takes exceptional care of himself on tour and uh, doesn't kind of uh, spend time in the uh, in, in the green room etc cetera, etc cetera. and uh, so they were they were very uh, you know they were on top of it and Touche certainly was on top of it because uh, they they were I don't want to say they were scared but there's money at stake for sure and, and uh, they in my view respectfully they're kind of in a California bubble. Uh, but here's what we learned is when we self snitched, people came out of the woodwork to be like, what the fuck are you doing? We, I heard from multiple booking agents, not mine, by the way, but multiple booking agents. Yeah. My, my bands are working off of a can't, don't test, can't be positive, uh, which, we, I guess, we could talk for a long time about yeah. if that's your if that's irresponsible or or whatever. But apparently, many bands are reporting. Yeah, so and so tour mates, bandmate, their band that we're on tour with seems really sick. <laughs> they are not. They are not uh, testing. Right, because if you t- can't test, uh, you can't know. Exactly. So. Uh, <clears throat> So uh, this is me in full transparency, full honesty, saying that Thrice was incredibly responsible. Touche was right on top of it. And that's what we based our behavior off of, because you know that I don't particularly give a shit. But we based our behavior on, okay, well, those are the bands that have money at stake. Let's be respectful. And we did everything the right way. 
But then immediately we heard from bands and booking agents that were like, no, you're not supposed to actually test. What are you stupid? (laughs) It's like, holy shit. This is like, this is like when you find out that like, like everybody's cheating their taxes or everybody's doing, everybody's doing some shit that they didn't let everyone understand was fake. (laughs) Yeah. Like what? Yeah. So, uh, I thought they tested you at the venues. No, no, no. So it's it's uh, it's the honor system, which is it's crazy. The, it, it's very largely the honor system. There was only in a dishonorable business. In a very dishonorable business. Well, there was and even even more so in a a if you don't test, I can't know. So then I'm not even cheating, right? See, so uh, that's a bummer. Yeah, it, this is um, th- this is uh, again like I have very mixed feelings on it because uh, I don't. I guess maybe I minorly regret telling the truth, but like, you know, like I say, it's a, it, it was a group decision and I stick, stand by my group decision, but if we're being honest, yeah, the last episode we recorded, mm-hmm. you didn't sound great. No, I de- So late in my actual COVID, I developed a cough, which apparently, yeah. which apparently will stick with me for weeks, despite the fact that I tested out of COVID like three days ago. So, right. so if, that's, if, you, if you choose to keep coughing, I mean, that's up to you. <laughs> right. You just gotta go. Um, here's my question. Yes. As a professional musician. Yes. And this kind of occurred to me when I visited you in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And I mean, just to, to verify how like Jeremy, like met me somewhere to say hello. Yes. Like, so, not around so, any other human being. Like he was like by the fucking book. Yeah, this is this is not me holding water for. No, like, no, I I saw it myself. Yeah, like like a person who worked at the venue who was not working that day hit me and said, "Hey, I'm coming down uh, to say hi." And I said, "No, no, no, no." <laughs> I said, "I'm not getting in trouble with the headliner. We're gonna we'll, we'll go upstairs," uh, because. Uh, Thrice was on it. They, 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 you know, they they, they gotta be. Like, That's a yeah, lot of money. Seriously, yeah, yeah. But here's my question: for anybody, never mind you guys, because like you were kind of fully DIYing it and like just having the four of you who's selling, you know, one of your bandmates selling merch, all that kind of stuff. Yep. Short of like sending your band, your like merch person, and any text, any tor- in a separate vehicle. How do you yep. how do you stop it? Okay, so this is what I'm gonna. This is what I'm. The truth bomb. Are you guys ready? Oh, uh, there's, there's no stopping this, and I can no. say this. I can say this right. because I just traveled across the United States. So I, I, I want to. Let's talk about it real quick. I tested positive uh, in the northwest of uh, these United States. Uh, tour is uh, suspended for us. And ultimately canceled, right? Because there's so few dates and right. uh, us. Te- so uh, we begin the drive back. Uh, <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Now, I have to imagine my, forget being in a band, I have to imagine that my experience is not unique, that I 
tested positive for COVID in a situation where I was away from home. That means I can either get on a plane or in my specific circumstance, I, I could drive across the United States, which I did. But in my drive across the United States, I interact with food service people, uh, gas station uh, workers, uh, hotel staff. Uh, I interacted with human beings. Now, I was wearing a mask the whole time, and blah, 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 but I had an active COVID case during that time. If I had been on a plane, I would have been the man on the plane with the active COVID case sitting next to you. Right. So this is all to say that, you know, wear your mask, do your shit, whatever, but you are going to get this in no uncertain terms. If you live a remotely social life, you will get this. Now, if, if we believe in the efficacy of the, uh, of the vaccines, which there's no reason to question, it seems evident, uh, then you're likely going to be okay, but you're going to get it. There's no, I, that's what I learned on this. Once I got it, I was like, yo, I've interacted with, on my way home, like, let's say we caught it very early uh, in because right. we were testing. So I, it's probable that we, we caught it early. So <clears throat> I caught it early. I still had days before I tested out. And in those days, I, I did not have the luxury of quarantine. So I am minimizing my exchanges with people, but they still exist. And Yes, some of them, you do everything you can to be standing in a field. But when I'm in a hotel lobby dealing with a hotel lobby dude, there's no field. So no. Th this is all to say, everybody, uh, there's no running from this. You, you, you're eventually going to get it. No, and no. Like the most active voiced avoidance uh, is still only limiting your chances of actual of getting it right like outside of complete isolation which is very unrealistic like let's be really yeah. honest very unrealistic even the people i know who've been the most actively avoidant and i mean yo patrick you actually were in a situation where you were testing frequently yes you are being exposed to a lot of people by nature of what you were doing but you know you guys found out you reported that's what you're supposed to do and then you were done highlighting the version like what is the textbook version of what you were supposed to do were you supposed to then on your own dime rent hotel rooms in portland oregon for I'm each member and, and i'm then, certain there's pe i'm certain there's people who would tell you yes but right like let's 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 be realistic no and then you guys right. did whatever you could to be the best about it but you're right you you then had to drive home with a van to minimize everything you're at and you multiply that by the amount of people out there who are just living their life and are still trying to do the right thing, and you still get in a bad spot. It's tough. That happened with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hadn't even realized. Yeah, yeah exactly right. Yeah, you know? and that's gonna, so. Pat, that's what happened? So, did all of you guys come back in the van, or did the two folks that weren't, or however many? I'm sorry if that's not common knowledge. Uh, did they come it, it, with it, you, or did they fly home? Tom violating my HIPAA. Uh, well, no, you already said you did. Yeah, no. Listen, I, I've got no. Not shame. a medical I, professional, so HIPAA violation doesn't count. Boom. Uh, I've got, I've I've got no. Uh, th there's no COVID shame for me. I don't give a shit. I, um, the uh, uh, so one member that tested uh, negative uh, flew home. One decided to uh, chance it uh, with with the, uh, the 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 COVID cases. Uh, wow. So he he actually had high proximity. 
for multiple days uh, with very little ventilation because, as I stated, it was raining. Uh, and I believe he's still testing negative uh, now. So uh, he should be outside the window by tomorrow, I would think. And awesome. uh, so, so you can get lucky. You know what I mean? You crapshoot. Yeah. Really, it's crapshoot. But that's exactly right. It's crapshoot. You can mitigate it a little bit, but it's just, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, and we were eventually the dudes that were wearing masks in a van, uh, like yep. for days, which is not pleasant, you know, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So here's a question for you, Pat, please. As Don Lemon, CNN. Yeah, please. Would you say, what, what is this? Has this changed your mind on the efficacy of vaccination? I've never questioned the efficacy you son I, of a bitch. Listen to me. I'm now. Did <laughs> you hear that? That's half of America being like, you motherfucker. There's M, there's F-bombs. People driving their kids to school and just dropping F-bombs here. And you say that. No, I keep maintaining that the, the vaccine obviously works. At, uh, to be honest, the only, the, <laughs> to be honest, the only questions I've had about the vaccine numbers for me started in the last few weeks, because I think that there's a little bit of a dishonest reportage about uh, deaths because uh, to be frank, we lost so many people in the first round that I, I think that yes, this vi this vaccine is clearly effective clearly. But I also yeah. think that I also think that a great many people who might be sick right now are dead right now. So the numbers are, uh, it's a little tiny asterisk there, but whatever the point is, uh, there is no doubt the vaccine works. It, like, I think that that's clear even to people that really resent uh, vaccine mandates. I, 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 I think that they still, I mean, just the numbers bear out and they're, you know, so. But uh, have you guys it, played the game of like when you see a band playing a show somewhere, you realize that if, if they only can play certain places, you know what their deal is? I'll admit I've, I've done that. <laughs> It's like the process of it's a like clue. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. yeah, I would be I'd be lying if I didn't say, huh? Okay. Huh. You can't play here, but you can play here. Curious. Then keeps yeah. playing Orlando. It's weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes, I've uh, I've played that game mentally. Um, you know, and I also I I also get like a little bit of the behind the scenes gossip, as I'm sure you fellas do, about uh, who, you know, who's just not game, um, and. I wouldn't say it's a shocking number of people that I hear about, but uh, like, look, everybody, I, I'm sure that a vast number of our listeners fall into the Tom camp and, and think that the idea of not being vaccinated at this point is pretty irresponsible. It's fine. You're entitled to your opinion. Uh, but I, I, I will say that it is, um, uh, I don't know. I'm trying to, I'm trying to put this delicately. <laughs> There's a, uh, the opportunities are shrinking uh, <laughs> for the for the people that don't care to get vaccinated, and uh, yeah, you can. You don't say. And you can kind <laughs> of you can kind of uh, uh, see who feels which way about what if you were paying attention. Uh, but oh, but what I was going to say is, but the the the. The variety of person is far different than you think. Yes, does it feel like a one to one that if you are like, you know, perhaps like a like a the type of guy that's uh, got a weird Instagram about uh, gun rights or something? Oh, like you, pronouns. Yeah, yeah, like. you, yeah. If you, yes, okay. There's a you can guess that that person. You you might be able to accurately guess what that person's viewpoint is on this matter. But what I will say is there is a shocking number of people who 
I think that our listeners would not suspect uh, who, who are not people that, you know, like you, you can easily I come across that way. Right. Yeah. You can't easily dismiss them. And, and their viewpoints Name are three. Is it, <laughs> give me like five. Just give me five. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a, there's a couple, uh, you know, among us, it's a, uh, there's a, a number of people that, I mean, honestly, some of the motivations that I've heard for people not getting it are pretty weird even to me. And I'm, I'm a guy that's pretty sympathetic on these. Um, but that's when you get, that's when the rubber meets the road and you realize like, Oh shit, there is every stripe of weirdo in hardcore, not just like three stripes. There's, there's every stripe. So, Oh yeah. Uh, so yeah, you, you, we've, we've got like crystal moms. So, yo, this is a hardcore bands. right. Yo, so this is the this is a good question. Is this the first time where we've seen that, like the weirdos of all stripes? Because yo, like that gets celebrated, right? That that hardcore punk, whatever, is this place where like whatever your freak flag is, come fly it, right? And up until COVID, pretty much, by my estimation, I can't think of a time where that was like super problematic there there've always been exceptions right like for the most part nobody wanted the nazis at the shows you know for the most part nobody wants the racist ignorant etc cetera, etc cetera. but other than that the like what's your weird thing uh you know, and you know obviously abuser shit you know that but like the what's your weird thing if it's a belief set, people are pretty open to it. You know, it wasn't weird to have somebody who was uh, a Buddhist standing next to a Christian standing next to an atheist at these shows. Um, I'm sure there are people who didn't believe in vaccines at shows prior to 2020. Is this the first time it's really come to a head where in the hardcore world, people are, are kind of thrown out about it? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I knew the, people that didn't like have their kids vaccinated. Sure, yeah. sure, sure. Yeah. But that's yeah. not something like you're arguing about, like in a Facebook no. group, right? I mean, to me, I was like, "Oh, word! Like that's weird." Like I would, like my aunt had polio. Polio doesn't exist anymore. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I'm yeah. like, yeah. it works. Um, but like thinking like how many times like I'd have to find the stupid little booklet with all my fucking shots that you know for for all the for school and for traveling and all this sort of shit and to think like oh you can just not do that so it was like never an option but i never it was never something that like came up again it came up like once and now it's like literally it's like the fucking mccarthy hearings yeah McCarthy well, trials. <laughs> that's uh, yeah that, that's how it feels it feels like the hollywood blacklist to a little to a little bit of a degree it's a there's a uh Pat, here's a question. Yes. Knowing what you know, sorry to cut you off, but this is no, just fine. germane to what we're talking about. Would you say the folks that are that you know that are not getting it on the older edge or the younger edge or across the board? It's actually pretty mixed. Uh, I okay. guess I guess because uh, the the old guy um, gossip network is really fucking established yeah yeah <laughs> I, 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 I let's just that, call it rampant yeah i i guess that uh i'm more likely to hear about them but but i also hear about like young young people that are kind of against the wall because y y if you're young into your touring life 
um, you're going to be fine for a while because you're not going to be doing um, like live nation venues or whatever uh, for a while. You know, you could right. do the ba- you could do the basement DIY scene for a long time, but you know, like how would I put this? Um, I think fewer. This is this is what I'm seeing. I think fewer kids want to do that for a long time. You know, maybe nobody wanted to do it for a long time. You know, maybe that's what it, but I think the kids assume to skip that faster than in the past. Um, and they are going to be severely limiting their, uh, options moving forward. Um, and I think that that's going to be frustrating. And I mean, I'll tell you what I've been impressed by. There's people who have, who, um, they're career musicians. And when I say they don't got much else going on, I say that very respectfully because they're career musicians, right? They've thrown themselves full, full stop into, right. Yeah. That's respectful. There's like, um, there's like a real level of there's stakes for them, so to speak. (laughs) And, uh, I, you know, like, look, like I'm vaccinated. Uh, I clearly don't feel as strongly about it as they do. Uh, but I, I have a hard time not respecting somebody that puts their money where their mouth is, you know, like we like, you know, like if we consider it irresponsible or whatever, we can sit around and and condemn their choice, but I can't condemn their willingness to, to put it on the line. Right. To shoot themselves in the foot. Yeah. Which is like, as a guy who who shoots himself in the foot with some regularity, I, I, you know, I don't, uh, I don't begrudge anybody that I I've been really honestly shocked in some cases about, who's willing to not have things <laughs> right right, right. like uh, who's willing to throw it all away over yeah and, and relatively look. not well thought out like i mean quite honestly and, and maybe we can move on from it after this because i don't want to sure. borrow mm. so like, even with work stuff right mm-hmm. <clears throat> so like the city had like a mandate that was like if you work for the city or the city funds any part of your work vaccine mandate mandate started monday morning November 1st, right? Yeah. So, you know, a lot of people are like, well, fuck this. I'll go somewhere else. But like, I had to have a conversation with some people and be like, if you want to work in the work that with, you know, continue to do the work that you're doing, almost anywhere you go is going to have some kind of city funding. Yeah. So like you'll almost, unless you're going to go into the private sector and guess what? Not a lot of private sector jobs and helping out like folks with severe mental illnesses coming out of jail. Shocker, but it doesn't really right. exist. <laughs> News at so it's like you're setting yourself up that it's like what you're looking to do, whether it be social services or psychology, like, unless you're going to be like a pri- in private practice, you're kind of fucked. You know, and it's like people have to have that like reality check to kind of be like a similar <laughs> job is not going to be open up for you somewhere else because the city pays for everything. Yeah. Or like funds everything. Yep. Yeah. If if this is your field, you're gonna really struggle to find anything. I mean, and it's the same thing with music. It's kind of like that's cool, but like it's gonna be tough for you for a long time. Yeah. Well, and I mean, look. What about religious exemptions? Are there? Have you heard anybody like being able to legitimately have that, or like a medical exemption, or is it just? Uh, well, I mean, like in musically, music- I want like yeah, I wonder like if it's like in music. Uh, I don't know. I haven't heard of that yet, but I'm sure somebody's making an effort. And look, somebody might be able to, might be legitimate. Like if in so far as you, in so far as meeting the criteria, I mean, 
Uh, for so if you get one of those, I guarantee you there's going to be a lot more fucking Episcopalians or whatever the yeah, fuck. What a, yeah, yeah, precisely. You know what I'm saying? Like every bandmate's going to be like, yeah, I turn, you know, I yeah, yeah. tooth and nail, whatever, you know, like, and then everyone's going to be fucking Christian or whatever. Whatever ideology gets you a pass, because that's how do you question that? Well, uh, look, I'm I'm sure that they I agree with you. It seems impossible, but I'm sure that there's some standard, uh, you know, I mean, New York City is the battleground for this and is going to be pretty weird and messy, you know, come election time. <laughs> so like it's uh, tomorrow. Yeah, uh, you're going to see. Oh, well, it's entirely Today. possible. They're not, it's entirely possible. They're not talking about it. But the reality is that like. Uh, you know, New, New York's uh, Hasidic population really puts a, and you know this from living there, like really puts a lot of um, uh, like case law, like it's sort of they they do a lot, you know, what I mean because yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, they they challenge a lot of uh, New York, yeah. yeah, and setter, it's yeah. a it's a fascinating kind of thing where. You know, very embedded in the community, uh, or or, uh, or and it's it's really tricky. You know, like you're dealing with um, you're, de- you're dealing with people who really know how to self advocate, and uh, honestly, other groups should really study uh, uh, Hasids and just be like, yeah, this is a group that knows how to consolidate. They're a small group they consolidate their power and they, they wield it. And so uh, religiously it's, you know, big, big, big conversation in New York. That is not a conversation when people are uncomfortable. <laughs> you know, I mean? It only yeah. comes up when it comes up. So um, I don't know. I, I find all that religious exemption stuff uh, pretty interesting. Uh, I don't know how many frauds we're going to get. I think we're going to see a, a very high volume of uh, fraudulent uh, cards. Um, I think that's oh, going to be, yeah. And uh, it, people are talking, I, mean, I think about that's how, worse. Yeah. There's a lot of people who oh, feel yeah. like that. That's like the, that's kind of the scummiest. Um, but it, it look like, let's, let me just play both sides for a second and say, <laughs> if you believe that you're getting an unjust mandate that, that uh, violates your, your body autonomy or however you view it, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't feel bad circumventing that in whatever capacity, but, uh, but here's the thing. Well, I won't say it. Never mind. I was going to give people. Well, here's the deal, though. Illegal advice. With that, I you can find somebody with the alphabet after their name mm-hmm. that will literally write you anything. Yeah, that's a fact. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How many times, like, have you gotten a week off because you had like you like a cu- rolled a cousin your ankle who, coming out? Cousin who's a <laughs> yeah, he's got a PhD. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'd rather you know that. Be like, well, they're not vaccinated, but they have an exemption. Than be like, I can interact with this person differently because. They've taken precautions. I've taken precautions, and meanwhile, you haven't. Yeah, uh, okay. that's I think that's, I think that's fair. Yeah, and, yeah. But you and, can find somebody. You know, you go to your fucking, you know, a local religious person. They'll find you something. Yeah, absolutely. And it's look, bold, there, I mean, it's yeah. There's a number of people who do work in medicine who uh, have their misgivings about uh, vaccination, sure. and and uh, you might find an ally in them. And honestly. The bad advice I was going to get, I think I've said it on the podcast before, so I, I guess I'll repeat it. You can also find just a nurse that needs 50 bucks, you know, like, like just, hey, like, I'm going to say that you got this vaccine and I'm going to squirt it on the floor. 
You can find that person too. There, there, there's a lot of holes in this system at the moment, and it relies very heavily on self-reportage and, and uh, you know, that's always going to be broken. So, uh, yeah, I, I, this is all to say, everybody. Um, I hope that you're enjoying shows if you feel safe. Uh, I And I'm hopefully many of the bands are doing the responsible thing or foolish thing, depending on your perspective. I don't know even how I feel about what we did, but uh, you're never going to be 100% safe. And it's just good to know that. Patrick. Yes. While you're on tour. Yes. You were in the van with your friends. You did acknowledge when we talked when, when you were in Chicago that that was a nice time. You you found some joy in that. Uh, did you guys talk about anything other than COVID? I, I bet so. Maybe stuff that's more fun than than talking about it. Maybe sure. Uh, why don't you Why don't what, you take us on a journey? Well, okay. Uh, uh, let's see. We play scenario a lot, uh, which is oh, just explain for the audience. Scenario is just a game where. Uh, I cook up a, a situation and I uh, I walk the other person through it. Um, I just like hypotheticals the same way Bob likes to ask a, a lot of questions about things. I, I, you know, so the big one had like, and people's, the variety of people's answers are, are all over the place. So you, you get some really uh, fun ones and you get to know people a little bit. And, uh, you know, so I would say like, Okay, you you come home, and uh, your girlfriend or wife uh, uh, she doesn't take her mask off when you come in the house. She's wearing a mask in the house, and she was alone. Hmm. Okay, and and you think, oh, that's uh, it's pretty weird, you know. And and I say, would you say anything? And they say, yeah, of course, I say something. Uh, Mm -hmm. Honey, why are you wearing a mask in the house? So 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 let's play this play this scenario. So Tom, uh, you you roll roll us in on this, Patrick. Okay, you've, you've pitched it. So go ahead. Uh, you come home and uh, your wives, girlfriends, etc., are wearing masks. Do you say anything? Yeah, hundred <sighs> percent. What's going on? Very slowly, she lowers her mask, and you see that she has almost comically large lips now. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. like she's clearly either been stung by multiple bees, or she got into it has like a, a shellfish or, um, allergy or something. Yeah, or or got really into cosmetic injection. Uh, I'm the, thinking you're pitching this as if like they don't trust you because you've been out on the road for six <laughs> weeks and you're like, I'm no, going to no. like wear this mask around you for not that like they had some kind of <laughs> alteration. You know, it, it, Tom, I've asked every variation of of the mask. You come home and your partner's oddly wearing a wearing mask. A mask. Okay. okay, so so lips uh, comically big. Uh, yeah. My first instinct was, um, whoa, what's going on with that? Uh, she says, do you like it? Yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, it was intentional. Oh yeah, I've uh, I got a Groupon for a, a filler. Yeah, let me see. Money. Okay, yeah, it looks cool. I'm with it. All right. And then I liked it so much that I went back seven times. <laughs> is is that healthy? Are you good? Is it's not a problem to go back seven times, right? I mean, I feel great. You know, you know what I would say? I'm with it. Let me check it out. All right, no, it's good. All right. And then I, you know, said, like Tom, let's get Tom in. Yeah. When you Please. go to a supermarket, right. And there's that like, um, cart full of dented cans. Yes. You know why they're cheaper, right? <laughs> because they give you botulism. Right. Where's Botox from? 
uh, botulism. Thank you. I rest my case. So you're, you're you're going can can soup on the 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 you, you got like forty nine cent green beans in your face. This is what you say to your partner. You don't no, support I wouldn't do that. No, no. So, so I would support everything. I, I I in my heart of hearts, I'd be like, I don't I don't love it, but it's not my choice. Well, do you know what? Good attitude. But then but then she says to you, and I think it'll help my career. It's oh, career like a I, I give the I give the inquisitive O. And and this is, by the way, this is your current partners. So like, you know, what what they what they do is what they do. So it's weird, like that. What you know, your you mean your career in pharmaceutical sales reps or your your career in what 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 you know what I mean? It doesn't make any sense. And then she says, "Yeah, I'm. I'd also I need you to move to Miami with me. How do you respond?" Yo, you know I love Miami. Uh, okay, <laughs> right, Tom, so, so you gotta you don't gotta twist my arm, but like, wh- okay, Tom, what about you? I'd say you know Miami is gonna be like not exist in like twenty years. So can we go like further north? Uh, not a concern for me. I live eleven feet above sea level, so I'm all right. Uh, fair, okay, that's fair. I live in uh, an apartment building. Yeah, that, you're, you're 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 it would need to be like feet. the day yeah. after tomorrow level of fucking. Uh, she says. My new career, I've decided, is going to be twerking on a boat. And she pauses. You can commute to that, right? Like, you don't have to be there. <laughs> like, we could still live at the shore and, like, you could just fly down. Uh, she, she says, yeah, I suppose that's true. Uh, you know, but I'd, no I... No bird. What, I, what I, we, I'm, I'm in. Uh, sure. Let's go. Okay. Let's do so this. We, got, we got one... I, I might be asking, what's the, uh, what's the financials? But... Um, They're good. Then, then, I mean, you know, yo, like enough that like Bob could be like a kept partner and just be like, you're living in like a fucking like beautiful, like steel and glass with like, you know, giant high rise. I got to just be honest. I really am thinking in my head. I'm just going, ah, shit. All right. I got to get on that diamond cut shit right now. I yeah. Gotta, like, yeah. You're going to have to kind like, of compete now, which I'm OK. I'm OK with that. But, but if like, that's all you're doing, yeah. you get yeah, the yeah, V, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, you oh, I, gotta get the, I gotta get the gutters, I gotta get that, you know. And I'm like, you know right, I mean? well, yeah, we can figure that out. Yeah, I mean, I am especially like this question in June feels different as we're rolling into November here. You're saying we're moving in Miami, this is a big willy style. Well, let's go. So, yeah, can I, if like, I, yeah, it all depends on my job. If I don't have to work anymore, then fucking I'll go wherever. You know what? Sounds like you guys are to Minsk. Pretty, pretty supportive partners. That's really nice. Where where are you at? You aren't you aren't saying no to this Miami trip either. I know you. No, I don't give a goddamn. I like Miami. <laughs> um, Let's go. Let's but go. It, it, you know, it's it's th- these are the sort there of fun. are there are a lot of people who are taking those questions in a real different way, especially not on a public podcast that's being heard by thousands and thousands. So yeah. there's some people who are getting on the insecure, like what what do you mean? Uh, so it's that's a very fun game. Yeah, a lot of who's on the boat, you know? Oh, who who's on the boat? boat? Who cares on the boat? <laughs> who else is on this boat? Uh, like, is it like old, like, like floppy, like flabby businessmen that you don't have to worry about? Is it like really attractive, a, like, like athletes that you go, well, yeah, there's a couple athletes, but it, it's, it's also, it's like Russian oligarchs. It's basically everybody with money ranging from like, correct, Robert Kraft to like, you know, LeBron James, whatever. Into yeah. LeBron, yeah. So, 
it's all over the place, but you know, you got you got a lot of trust with your partner and this is simply a career thing, nothing else. So, you know, you got to kind of, you know, so if you're not comfortable enough with your partner for them to have gotten uh, body mods and that they're ready to make a career change and move to Miami to twerk on boats, then I really think you got to reexamine your relationship. That's, that's yeah, it might what be some insecurity there. Yeah, I think so, you got to work on that. So, the, so this is the type of game that we play, okay. you know, okay. and, and uh, mostly people enjoy it, you know, but occasionally people go, well, what the fuck are you asking me? My wife's a doctor. You know what I mean? <laughs> so occasionally, occasionally you hit that, but for the most part, people, people enjoy the game. Uh, and it, it goes all over, you know, different scenarios uh, uh, for different cities, you know? Um, so that's one thing we do on tour. Okay. But, what else? Let's, let's get back in the van. Where, where, what else? We'll give us some other talking points, specific conversations or questions that came up are good too. So, well, I, I, I mean, look, like this is, I'm going to interject a little negativity here after all that fun uh, twerking conversation, but uh, I've been touring for a big portion of my life now. And there's not a tour that goes by where somebody doesn't look out the window and go, Jesus, people live here. And that's, it's really, it'll shock you every time out. <laughs> There's places in the United States where you just look out the window and you go, holy fuck, what happened to these people? What, 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 why are they here? You know? So that Do you want to get in trouble? Do you want to get in trouble right now? I, I don't need the beating. You know, no, I was just going to, I was going to give you the opportunity if you wanted to shout out one of the places on this tour that someone in the van, not yourself per se, maybe looked out the window and said, no, why, why is somebody here? I mean, I feel that way. I'll say that about Salt Lake. I hope I don't get hit with a samurai sword, but I fucking uh, I I struggle with Salt Lake. I Tom, Tom real quick, like beautiful surrounding, and like I think the city's all right. Tom, yeah, real city, quick, I want to ask Tom right. something. Uh, Tom, when you think of Salt Lake, you've been you've been through a couple times on tour. It's probably been a long time, right? I, I was just there last oh, this time last year. That's right. Okay. Um, Given just, you know, loose familiarity, whatever. Yeah. Whatever level. I drove through in August. How hot do you think it was when I drove through Salt Lake? 93. Okay. Tom? I was going to say probably a little hotter because it's like, it's, it's, it's low. So it's, I'm going to say 105. 112. Oh, God. 112. Uh, Not human, though. No, no. We, uh, we had come across Wyoming and you drop in. If you come across from Wyoming, uh, you drop down through the mountains, which is really nice. It's beautiful. One of my it is pretty. One of my favorite drives. Um, did see a boat trailer uh, lose a wheel three cars in front of us as we were on that decline. So that was that was fun. Mm. But wow, we got into the city. It was you. You good point. Knowing how low it is, uh, you drop in and it was 112. I made I made us drive with the windows down. And uh, it's also the Salt Lake has receded quite a bit. So it was. Oh, rip, smelly. Insane. It's yeah. It it's like, like farts. It's it smelled. Yeah. Sulfur, terrible sulfur smell. So it smelled awful and it was 112. And so Easton was very mad that I was like, no, windows down. You have to experience this. Yeah. Suffer. Uh, yeah. This is so, boring. Yeah, life is pain. Did you see there's a giant venue on the Salt Lake? Oh, oh yeah, no, some, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, there I is. think it's called the Salt Hair. That sounds right. So I I was told about this on this tour. I don't know if you guys had ever played with like on one of those bigger tours. It's like I mean it's a big it's like a fucking, you know, 
probably a 3000 cap, whatever, but it's literally on the great salt Lake. Really? That's kind of cool. But like when we went there, like, um, I didn't realize how far the salt Lake had receded. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's wild. It's like, you wild. could walk. Like if, if, if someone was like, yeah, it was like half a mile. I'd be like, yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, yes. That's about how much it's receded. It's, it's in nuts, certain parts. It's really crazy. So this, the southern end of the lake, which is actually where that venue is. But if you even yeah, go further, Saltaire. if you go further down from there, um, there's a part where the lake almost you can you're really close to it on 80 used to be much closer. I couldn't believe how far off you were. So um, it's yeah, it's receding. Um, and Antelope <laughs> Island is no longer Incredible. an island. The it's no longer an island, which is wild. Um, we went we, there, too. Yeah, uh, buffalo and lots of bison, lots of flies. Terrible. Oh, I, I saw like add, add buffalo to the list of places I don't fucking understand. <sighs> Man, you're gonna play a show at every time I die, and Andy's gonna choke slam you. You know what? I'll take the choke slamming as long as I'm unconscious for a buffalo. Is every time I die <laughs> buffalo's greatest export since like 1993? Yeah, without question. It's like Jim Kelly. That's that's literally what I was thinking. It was like, oh, Jim Kelly, Thurman to, Thomas. Uh, you know, Thurman Thomas. Uh, who are the receivers? Um, oh, Andre. Reed, Andre Reed, and James Lofton. Uh, they had a killer defense. Bruce Smith. That's true. Um, man, they were a team. But I think it since Don Beebe. Er, Don Beebe with that funny extra foam helmet. So since the early '90s, Bills, the biggest export from Buffalo is uh, every time I die. So um, I mean, okay. it's got to be. Did you yeah. see how many records they sold us last week? No. No. Wanna, name names. 14,000. 14, Good for them. Doing. They were doing forty five on. 45 on billboard. Good. Would you say Pat? they're better than one? I said, good for them doing better than some rappers. Yeah, most definitely. The, the, uh, I follow, I follow all those YouTubes that are like, YBN Namir did double wood. Did, did, did double, did double. They sold 95 physical copies and all. Yeah. 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 Like, 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 like did double, uh, uh, McDonald's Sprite. You know, <laughs> just shitting on shitting on people. Really rough. Uh, shout out to Every Time I Die. I haven't heard the new record. Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. Um. Uh, and they're welcome to choke slam me again as long as I'm unconscious for Buffalo. Uh, the the uh, uh, the northwest of the United States, I have uh, really zero affinity for. I don't understand arriving. Yo, it rainy. It, it's the rain. Why, over, rain is your current bugaboo, huh? I think if you can't sit down someplace, a place is a toilet straight out. Like, what if, if I can't just, sit down outside? If you can't sit down outside, like if, at any if, time. Tom, think about if you just wanted like, oh, they got this delicious vegan corn dog and it, it you just would like <laughs> you'd like to sit down and eat that delicious vegan. Did corn this actually dog, happen to you? But you can't find a place to sit, to sit. 
because you live in fucking hell. I I hate not being able to sit. I hate it. Like, what if so this happening? Did you go for a corn dog and you couldn't sit? No, unfortunately, the the vegan corn dogs or the corn dogs at the vegetarian. There's a corn dog place in in Portland. And they sell vegan dogs. But when you go up and you say, hey, can I get a vegan corn dog? They say, no, the, the corn dog is not vegan. And you, wow. say, you oh. say, hey, I can make a tofu pup at my own fucking house. And then you <laughs> storm off in anger. Uh, so the uh, uh, I don't I don't feel the Northwest uh, at all. And uh, you go to Mighty O's. Uh, I did not go to Mighty O's because no disrespect to Mighty O's. I'm sure that the nice proprietors, et cetera, but the, that's a cake donut. And I, I, I'd rather be punched in my True. stomach to throw up. All right. Uh, what portion of the United States receives the least amount of rain? Nevada takes the lead as the least rainy state in the U.S. with only 9.5 inches of rain each year. The mountain states, including Wyoming and Montana, dominate the list of America's driest states year round. Sign me up. I follow yeah. I follow the uh, YouTuber that drives around Vegas uh, truck parks and it's we, pretty depressed. It's pretty depressing, but sign no. me up. Uh, you can live yeah. in like Henderson. Probably find a nice little place. Spotlight. Yeah, I think I mean, I think we keep circling the drain that Vegas is your final destination. You know what? That's fine. Literally. Let's go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's fine. All right. Whatever. give a, Take us in the van. This you were you, Tom. He was given this assignment like weeks ago and he's struggling. Yeah, he's he's freestyling it. You can tell. What the, what the fuck am I? Was I supposed to have a story? I already yes. paper with well, yes, I mean, a maybe presentation a for the class. You have a notes app on both your phone and computer that you use. So let's go. Right. That never leave your side. So like you could have just written some stuff down. Oh, okay. God. Quick. While you brainstorm what your next topic is, have you talked to Eric Wilson? He did uh, a yeah. podcast with you, worst possible timeline. Yes. Are you guys good? Yeah. What is he that mad at me? What happened? Did yes. he give away your cart, your shopping cart? You know, I hope to God not. It's weird that it stays in the living room, though. <laughs> That's like the weirdest. Well, he promised. Thing. Did you see that, Pat? What, that he was going to give it away? Yes. Did, uh, did the raffle work? Did anybody want it? I mean, <laughs> he, I mean, he didn't say he didn't follow. I'm not up sure if way. anybody won it. Uh, we'll see. We'll have to find out if anybody won it. I don't even know if it was a raffle. It was like first come, first serve. So it might have just been outside. What do you I mean? I could have gone to on, good use. Yeah. Do you put that on Craigslist, like free shopping cart that I stole from somewhere? Like, yeah, like, yeah, the shopping carts are free. You just go steal your own. I honestly thought it was pretty weird that it wasn't clear that I left. I left that in the living room because I was in too much of a rush to throw it out. And yeah, I, yeah. Just, I just assumed he'd throw it out and I was being rude. And by leaving it there, I didn't think that he'd go, this is part of the living room now. <laughs> but you're enough of a weirdo to go. I would be like, did he just take this out because like he's subletting his room and like, this is a common area. So like, I would, I wouldn't, I wouldn't assume that you wanted me to throw it out. Yeah, but I mean, you, you lived with fucking vinyl fucking flooring for like six months. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I do push it. I'll admit that I, I definitely push it with roommates. What does he get in it? Like, what do you do with this? Uh, the card I was using it as my uh, 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 laundry basket. <laughs> That's a heavy, it's heavy. Where, instead of having a uh, like a dresser, it's where all his clothes went. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> um. <laughs> I just Eric was thinking of the the rental like 
like a Zillow style, like uh, like real estate photos. Like, oh, the room comes with a cart. Here you go. Yeah, built yeah. in. <laughs> Uh, we won't we won't take that out before you move in i'm trying to think of, so let, hold on let me do what you guys uh, demanded now apparently of uh, and f- if you go back to the text messages that you ignored they're in there think of think of the topics that were discussed well because you brought uh, up one about a band about a band i did Yes, you were asking questions about Sick of It All records oh yeah yeah so my bandmate said i've tried Sick of It All multiple times it never takes what's the record and i had this moment where i know what the record is for i think it's a heavy it's a heavy subject man we've talked sick of it all to death so help me we can pivot into another band on the same tip but it i started thinking a lot about how over the years i don't think that it's possible to keep the punk party line on what is the important records for bands because you're, you're eventually going to move away from some albums because you've heard them so much or because this one, this other one finally won you over or, you know, so like, I would say scratch the surface. I know it's not scratch the surface for purists. I understand that, but it's scratch the surface for me. Like it's got one, it's got one kind of, cornball song on it and everything else on it fucking rips and like what's the cornball song uh step down is not a cool song so the biggest hit it's not a cool song no. <laughs> pk is how much of scratch the surface being the one for you and i'm not uh, give me a percentage yeah there is nostalgia factor here correct oh yeah i'd say it's 20 but it's low now it's probably only 20 percent now you know what I mean? So, yeah, I mean, it helps. I mean, that's the difference on a lot of records, I think, for personal preference. You know what I mean? Yeah, probably, probably. Mm-hmm. But but I th- I think I can be a, a relatively objective person about things yeah. where, where I if I like the majority of your catalog, I can be pretty. It's not like I. you like, did just say step down was a bad song. And, you know, as Tom pointed out, it was the it's like the hit off the record. Yeah. Listen, Tom. Am I wrong? That's the corny song. Yeah. Yeah. I'm wrong. Oh, you're not wrong. Okay. I'm not wrong. Thank it's you. It's fun, but like you don't go to sick of all for fun. I don't go. Not, not that kind of fun. That's like a little much on the phonometer for me, you know? So uh, at any rate, uh, you're trying to hear goatless. You're not trying to hear fucking step down. Yeah, precisely. Um, pain strikes rather than <laughs> like, I'd, I'd rather listen to right. something like, We've we've talked about this. Uh, uh, I, I've since I've since pivoted on on sick of it all to the point that like y- you could you could get me to to vacillate. You know, you could get you could uh, yeah get me to you could get me to just look around a little bit. You know, <laughs> you could you could <laughs> get me. So, uh, but uh, it's still if I was to answer, I would. I would say scratch the surface. And, but I knew in that moment that that was not the answer that he was looking for. Right. 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 Cause when people ask, they kind of want the consensus record. They don't want your fucking record. You know what I mean? You don't think that would be the consensus. Well, you and I, I think, I think the generic consensus is blood, sweat, no tears. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that's, I mean, that's, I mean, that's an incredible record too, but I feel like that's like, you know what you do? You give them that uh, um, 
they did like a greatest hits record mm-hmm. where they re-recorded everything. Yep. See what they gravitate towards. Yeah, because it's literally got everything throughout their entire, like all the hits from the earlier catalog. Pat, do you I, ever listen to that? Yeah, we talked about it in that like. Oh right. Uh, this is like a dicey proposition, and I think they pulled it off. Right, and we we agree that they pulled it off. Although I think you you have a little bit more affection for it than I do, but the the uh, it's certainly there's nothing embarrassing, and and that's pretty. It, yo, by the way, we got to talk about Earth Crisis sometime soon because. Uh, <laughs> It, it, the the link that I got sent is insane. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. I couldn't and, get that to work. Oh, listen. Uh, Am I it's a off? trip. It's a trip, man. Um, Earth Crisis is the band that I think more than any band I've ever heard, and certainly any band I've ever cared about. They like their music for a completely different reason than I like their music. And it's as an adult, that's just fascinating. You know what, I mean? it's just what do you so think they like it for? I believe that they are in a purely like those are hardcore dudes through and through. They're, they're, nobody's ever questioned their their uh, bona fides, despite the fact that they were kind of like the metal infused band. Uh, they they're like New York hardcore buffs. You know what I mean? Like they love that sure. shit. But I think they're in a purely metal mindset now that I don't relate to at all. And it's not even a type of metal that I relate to. <laughs> like, it's not even like a type of metal that I have like a, a passing warmth for it's, mm-hmm. it's like skin. It's like skin lab or something. You know what I mean? Like, it's like something I don't, I, I have no connection at all. <laughs> and that, that's what I think that they're in. Like, that's what I think they love in their heart. And so like scum metal. Yeah. And when they play, when they play now, it's a crapshoot on if they're going to do their hardcore set or if they're going to do this really fucking weird choice, weird song selection, fucking metal. <laughs> right. You know, you'll hear Firestorm and Gamora Seasons Ends. But other than that, you don't know. Yeah. Wild card. And honestly, kudos to them for taking some real chances with set lists. When I see Constrict on their fucking set list, I'm like, isn't that the fucking song with a with a drum machine from the you know what I mean? like what is that doing here it's so weird but i uh shout out to them it's just weird as fuck and i gotta say they could be just playing the hits uh but they they want to they want to challenge themselves and they want to do something interesting themselves so respect uh, respect to not playing the hits we we've talked about the goods and bads I, there's a in the moment where you have the pang and you're like oh i just wanted to play the hits but on an artistic level, I appreciate it, even if it means maybe next time I don't go. Yeah, same. Um, you know, where, where is I going to try? Oh, oh, okay. I want to do a quick game with you guys. We do talk about Sick of It All enough, but we've never talked about this. And I thought this was an interesting question as we were getting around to it. Um, first, how many monthly listeners? 103,000. Say buck 50. How did you you knew that Patrick? It's one hundred three thousand five hundred seventy five. No wow. shit. Good job. Um, what is their number one most popular song? Hey, listen, this is one of those games where every time my mind is blown, <laughs> I have no idea. I'm gonna go scratch the surface. The song. Okay. No, I'm gonna say something more recent, but I don't know what. Uh, step down four point three million streams. 
Fuck. Pat, Tom, you were you were not far off. Scratch the surface off the seven inch is two point five mil. Number three is Injustice System. Great song. Uh, Nine hundred thirty thousand. Built to last has one point four million. So this is you know there's some order. Built to last has one point four mil. So that puts it right behind Scratch the Surface. Step down was also on fucking Beavis and Butthead. It has to be on some playlists. You know what I mean? Um, Take the night off, which is off of Death to Tyrants. Yes. Clocks in right under uh, 869,000 streams. One of their bigger Latter-day songs. Yes. Yeah, that's a pretty big one. Um, Wait, can we, like can we talk live. about this? Can we yeah. talk about this? Uh, uh, you said number one song has how many? Four mil? 4.3. Yeah. It's in flow. It seems really low. And this Why do you is- say that? Because uh, Mystery off the new Turnstile record has 5.1 million streams? Well, it seems... <laughs> yeah. From, I mean, from look, four months ago, I'm seeing Turnstile play super big shows uh, in Red Rocks last night. Uh, yeah, it, it, but what I'm saying is like six hundred fifty nine thousand monthly listeners. Go go look at uh, million, go, so. go look at Drug Church. If we hit a million on anything, definitely. Drug, we Drug Church. Oh, a few. Yeah, yeah. Million. You've done a few. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, yeah. You've got a couple in the milli. Okay, so. Drug Church like, has weed pin is at three mil. Bliss out okay. at one point, but does it work? It's one point one. Yeah, you got a few. Okay, so in the U.S., it's up and down for sick of it all right now. I'm sure just because that's the nature of a legacy guitar act, right? That's just facts. It's no judgment on them. They're a fucking that's that. That's facts. They're, yeah, they're just an all time. But like, I'm just shocked that my numbers are anywhere close to their numbers because who has in, more monthly listeners, Pat? Uh, right now, we probably are just above them. 133. About, yeah, you're okay. up above them by 30,000. Okay, so I'm going to call that a, a, an injustice. Uh, system. A, a system. System. And I'm going to say that uh, it's also like we can make excuses that they're that they predate the streaming era. And, you know, a which lot of people. Do. Yeah, which they do for sure. But uh, I also just think it's like it's just such a broken system because you know, my, my band can do fine in Europe. Sick of it all can run Europe. <laughs> you know I mean? So like, right, right. It, you're playing it, three it, stages over at, you know, at 4 PM while they're playing at 10 a 10 PM, right before fucking no effects. Or something. Yeah. You, sh- you share a bus. They each have buses. It, it's like they, if they want it. They don't really, I'm just saying yeah, they don't, no. really. but, but, but yeah, it's, it's the idea that like, you know, like, and we, we you know, things, contract there too for bands and that it's all natural but like it's a uh, i just think that that those numbers are really broken because uh i know I mean, they were draw in every major country on earth that's what i'm saying like it's you know what i'm saying like like or any kind like they could go to australia draw pretty well south america japan china like it's just it's nuts that's like if you were like hey that's only the u.s you'd be like well maybe yeah, and even then I'd say, well, maybe because, well, there's some interest and excitement around Drug Church at the moment. It, it's like Sick of It All is a proper legacy act where people revisit things for a decade. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's like it's a different thing. So I don't know. That number feels m- like like low to me, and I'm I guess I'm not doubting it, but I'm just saying like I wonder where else. 
like maybe their fans are actually listening on vinyl. Maybe their fans are listening on other uh, platforms, but like that, that just feels low to me given what I know. Maybe they're like, uh, you know, an, an, an Apple music band. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Their, their, their audience is more Pandora based at this point. There you go. Um, all right. Can I ask a question, please? R- related to these music, to these numbers, please. Sorry. No, no, please. Like we're going really through is. this sort of stuff and we're looking, you know, like I'm trying to see like my friends who have like fucking millions of listens and shit. So, Pat, you were incendiary. Like, when I think of incendiary, I'm like, like, I mean, obviously a very, 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 very big band. Right? I, it's, yep. Tom, this is no, this is like a set of, it's bait. You're baiting me right now. No, I'm not doing I, this on purpose. I was shocked. Well, this is me. This is me saying with total respect that I honestly, I cannot get a grip on the, the, the type of band that incendiary is and to a lesser degree mind force too i i don't uh, mind force i think plays more shows than incendiary that's what i mean by that but like the bands that play shows very infrequently but i guess still, a, yeah but still have like a real listenership i'm just going to confess that without any judgment i just don't get i don't like my brain doesn't process it i could not tell you if incendiary has ninety three thousand listeners a month right now or if they have uh fucking 55 right this second 89 thousand right now uh, how many 89 thousand 83 so you have fifty thousand more listeners per month and we and we'll play 100 shows this year you know i mean like actually that makes all the difference I think it makes a big difference. But that's not that and, big a difference. Out, listen, listen, guys, what I'm trying to say you know? is for the sweat equity, it's not that big a difference. No, that's true. No, I mean, so, like, so 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 here's the thing that we are pointing out. We we so we we play this game enough that it's worth talking about a little bit. We like to look at stream numbers just in a like kind of fun vacuum. Yeah, they mean but, they mean nothing. They mean well, you know what? They do and they don't. They, They, you know, Pat can speak to this better than I. Booking agents look at stream numbers a lot. It's something that they can show. Yep. For to get on a yeah, correct. Even though, even though we know, yeah, stream numbers do count for something, but not always do they correlate with actually putting seats. You know, putting butts in seats, as they say. Right. Um, That said, yeah, streams. The kind of stream, so Incendiary, for example, has put out at least one, but really like two, maybe 2.5 records that a large swath of people who are into hardcore consider just straight up classic. You know, they consider it, yo, this right. is defining of a time frame, if not of the genre at large to a lot of these people. Um, there are people who really consider that last drug, drug church cheer record as like high watermark. And then there's people who really like some of the records before that as well. Yep. Yep. It is more a testament when you see these streams and kind of where Patrick was saying like, Hey, activity counts for something. He's right. Uh, these bands who are less, yo, they put out classic stuff. It's, you know, mind force. I think the, the records mind force has done are going to be staples for a long time. No doubt. Um, <laughs> there's a weird synthesis there where, Yo, when you put out something really great, you see that people listen to it, whether they see you or not. And then right, if you right. add in activity, which can be actually going out on tour or can be putting out new music or whatever, whatever's kind of stirring the beehive, um, you can see an uptick. 
I guarantee, I guarantee that when Incendiary puts out new music, all of their records see more streams because people are reminded and they're brought to forefront and it's more talk and that, 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 that. I hope that people who are listening to this right now who haven't heard Incendiary go listen to it right now. Let's, let's see that little bump. Um, but that's, it's such an interesting thing to look at for those reasons. A lot of times I think it's, it's funny that it plays a role in things that actually matter. But I also understand why there's very few metrics in this small world to see like how a band gets booked on a tour. So Pat, can you go in on that a little bit? And Tom, please chime as well. But like, how do bands get booked on tour given the information and what information is used and what information counts? Because, and I'll, I'll prod if needed. Uh, I mean, I have a very low view of this. Uh, so yeah, that's fine. Take me, go take me with a grain of salt. Uh, how do bands get on tour? Uh, one booking agent says this is the band, and then uh, another booking agent doesn't think and just repeats that, and then eventually you've got a fake phenomenon that then we call them a booking out. agent band. Yeah, a booking agent band that gets darling for a year or two. Darling for a year or two gets put out when they're not ready or there's not interest there. They get smoked by the other fucking bands. And then the bands typically break up fucking bitter after going through fucking four booking agents. Uh, but uh, that's just me being angry because uh, uh, occasionally I have to, uh, I have to uh, interact with uh, this phenomenon. Um, but in a less, uh, less bitchy uh, uh, lens, let me say, uh, yeah, I mean, usually it, it's been my experience that the listens are a, uh, it, it's the one that you pull out of your pocket when, when you got nothing out. else. Yeah. When, when you say, uh, you know, like let's say two bands are jockeying for support and, uh, it, 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 I, I don't know who a good example of a strong headliner would be right now. The headliners are kind of too strong. Like I wouldn't say turnstile, like give me, give me somebody no. that's like, give me somebody that's like. Let's no. Let's let's do this. A, a band who has been established and done support tours in the past, but has enough of a following that they are able to play, and if not sell out, have a very strong attendance at three hundred cap rooms across the country. Okay, so three hundred cap rooms across the country. If you can sell them out, that's uh, you know you can't retire on it, but it's a good. It's good, and, and it's 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 enough that it's like provable because that's that's the X factor I'm going to throw in here for a lot of the world that we're talking about, they, what, what a traditional booking agent likes to know is what were their last tour numbers? How many people were coming to their shows? Yeah, With that, a lot of the quote-unquote support acts that we're talking about, there's no fucking numbers. These people don't have like, oh, well, they played the Warren VFW Hall that can hold 214 right. and it looked pretty and good. And I heard it went well. Yeah. yeah. So... <laughs> So uh, yes, Bob is correct in this. In that, uh, let's say you know, uh, baby bands. That's what they're called. Uh, bands that uh, don't have extensive touring history. Maybe they're on the first release. Maybe it's buzzy. Maybe there's a you know, uh, the record labels thinks they can make something happen here, but uh, they, they gotta uh, get out there. Uh, no touring history, uh, and they're being offered. Uh, three hundred dollars uh to, to to play these shows uh okay uh pretty fair honestly and uh but but their booking agent sees that the 
other band on the tour that's playing direct support above his band uh, has fewer listeners on Spotify. Yes. That booking agent is going to go to the headliners agent and say, uh, Hey, um, we're playing underneath this band. Why is that? And check our numbers, check screenshot screenshot of their monthly listeners and streams screenshot of other bands, monthly listeners and streams. And then, and then comes like a little bit of a negotiation where it's, well, you know, they, they did do one regional tour and then the other guy's going to fire back. Um, yeah, the, uh, they did it, uh, as a favor for so-and-so the numbers aren't even strong. I don't know why we're counting them when my band has clearly got more buzz and then they're going to go back and forth on this matter for a while. And booking agents are, uh, people that like to scumbag each other as much as possible. Uh, so they're going to make a sport of it. And uh, the the numbers at some point matter because, as you said, when there's nothing else, there is at least this cold, hard number that, you know, we can talk about being like kind of fake and soft, but like it it is back to like MySpace days. Yeah. I mean, that's how it feels sometimes. Oh, it has, though. It's like how many MySpace followers do they have or how many fucking Facebook followers or Instagram? Like, and those are so falsely inflated. Yeah, I mean, look, I think it's really fake. The the number that I mean, for for like the punk punks here that like hate when we talk about this shit. Let me ruin it for you even more. The real number that matters is uh, your per head merch. That's the real number that matters. That's the number that's going to matter for you uh, surviving as a band. Um, so, bands with a, a really high per head um, merch number uh, are going to survive no matter what and the uh, ones with really low are going to struggle and uh it would be the number that would matter most to me if i was a manager obviously because i'd be seeing better money but also as a booking agent because then i would know uh if the actual interest around a band is strong uh because a tour can be soft there's a million reasons that a tour can be soft but that 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 per that per number is is pretty revealing right well if, it, because it reveals that there are people who are at these shows that you theoretically not even theoretically that came and put money in your jar on purpose yeah if it, listen if if only 40 people came to the show but they all spent $25 on right. your merch right it it bodes very well for the fact that you have an enthusiastic fan base that will grow and potentially one that will come to see you. Even if you're coming through with band X and they just don't care about band X, but they're willing to pay to go to band X's show to see you. It's a proper enthusiasm gauge and maybe more so than all the others. And so, uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, respect to the booking agents. Uh, I, I've got two, and uh, I'm two of my closest friends in the world are booking agents. Uh, it, it, but it is a job where you are. Um... This is Krista Makes, guitarist and vocalist for Less Than Jake, and host of Krista Makes a Podcast, a songwriting podcast where every week I'm joined by an amazing guest to break down the writing, recording, and release of one iconic song from their career. 
in our giant evergreen back catalog of episodes. We've had rock legends such as Dee Snyder and Huey Lewis, punk rock favorites like Mark Hoppus, Fat Mike, and Brett Gurowitz, and up-and-coming artists of today such as Liz Stokes of the Beths and Genesis Owusu. We've had guests from all genres and styles of music, and I guarantee that if you peruse our back catalog, you'll see several episodes that'll make you say, man, I gotta hear that. Whether you're a fan of music or a creator of music yourself, you'll take away a whole new appreciation for the songs you know and love. Chris Makes a Podcast is available for free on all the places you could possibly listen to podcasts, and new episodes come out every Monday. You know, like you're on the phone all day arguing with people over money. And that's a, that's a type of brain. (laughs) It's like a really specific, (laughs) it's a really specific type of brain that is comfortable doing that. Pat, you want to get dark about this? Please. I, I, you like to go to dark places on the internet. Yeah. Why not? So, you know, remember that guy, Jamie Kennedy? Yeah. From scream and scream. Remember him. He's, he's, he's the homie. He's burnt into my memory. Of course. I mean, he did Jennifer Love Hewitt. Yeah, Yeah, not bad. God bless. Um, he has a YouTube, but he went on like he it came up yesterday, and he like went on like, this diatribe about agents. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you should watch it. There's a darkness. Oh, I mean, like real disheveled. But like heard- he has like a podcast set up, so he's not like doing too poorly. I mean, he's done like three different um like YouTube shows about the Alec Baldwin stuff. Yeah, look, everybody. Get off Alec Baldwin's dick. I don't I mean, that's like such a fucking shame, man. Yeah, exactly. I, yes. I don't like the man at all, but I it, like I had if, nothing to do with him. If I if I committed a thing that was going to haunt me for the rest of my life, having weird ghouls come out at me and, and tell me I'm a bad dude for what is you did a it, shitty Trump impersonation. Yeah, it's like everybody get off my dick. I, I just did. I I. I did an accident that is going I'm going to see it in my nightmares Head, until right. I'm dead. That's <laughs> the thing I think people don't put in is that like yo it would take a pretty awful type of human to be able to, be able to accident- shut that out and accidentally kill somebody and hurt someone else purely by accident and have it not be one of if not the absolute worst moment of your life. If yeah. that's not the if that's not the worst moment of his life, I don't want to hear what the I'm worst. I'm so sad. Is. I'm so sad for what it could be <laughs> yeah, worse because exactly. I, you're right. It's 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 unbelievable. And you know. So, anyways, yeah, I, I, we're all empathetic to this human right now. Sympathetic, yeah. rather. Not not Jamie Kennedy. No, but it, maybe Jamie Kennedy no, but, was. You should go check safety yeah. on, on set. Probably. Yeah, and just like how the protocols are, and usually they're like fucking foolproof, and like there's someone called an armorer who like handles the gun from like from the second it gets brought to this brought to the shot the shot and and like they hand it to the person they check it they do all this sort of like there's all these like protocols in place that i guess especially after brandon lee to make sure this stuff like never ever ever happens mm. but like they were saying like yeah it, it, but but him talking about agents and just him being like like because i this is gonna sound terrible but it sounded like you and him would totally vibe Okay. okay. All right. <laughs> because you know, like he, fuck it, I'll whole, hang out with Jamie Kennedy. Whatever. I mean, he lives in L.A. Um, his whole thing was like, so his booking agent got him. So he does stand up, not well. He's as not funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but he gets gigs, like whatever. And 
he was like his his booking agent gets him, you know, a guarantee for this venue that he's played a bunch. And he goes, you know what? I, I'd rather not do that. Go back, say I want the door. Tell him I'll handle the promotion. I'll find the opener. I'll do this. I'll do that. I'll play for my own plane ticket. I'd rather have the door rather than this than this guarantee. You know, and he's like going on and on and on, you know, kind of like being a little self-congratulatory. It's like, dude, sure, you sure. had, you, it's been a minute. Like, let's relax. I mean, like, like he'll have stuff up for like four months and it's got like 3000 views. You're not really killing it, buddy. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he was like, so the, you know, the, the agent goes back and he gets the deal. He's like, I ended up making 40% more than I would have made off that. If I accepted that guarantee. And he's like, and what do you think the agent got his percentage of the, the original offer or the final offer? No, final oh, no. of course. And he's like, I fought him. I fought him about it because he only deserved what he asked for. Like, like he's like nickel and diamond dudes. Um, but I thought I was like, oh, I wonder, like, this is probably something like that Pat may have dealt with before. Well, I I don't fight anybody over money. Like, like I I would just pay somebody and not work with them in the future if i didn't like the experience but but i don't fight with anybody over money i think everything should be a door deal well no matter what no matter what here's the problem you can't do it then don't do it yeah except except there sometimes a guarantee is a good thing because it keeps that promoter working there that's the only thing that's true there, there are there are promoters who are um, good. There's a lot of good promoters. It's shocking. Passionate, money. doing it because they love doing it. They're excited about it. All right, the good right. things. And then there's promoters. We'll who, do it just enough to cover their ass. Uh, yes. And then there's another promoter who does it a lot, but has to prioritize. And that's the nature of the game. Some shows are going to get more effort than others. Uh, some things are considered a lost cause early on, right? Like I just did it as a favor to the agent. I don't think it's going to go well, that sort of shit. And a guarantee can keep that person as honest as you can hope them to be. So yes, a door deal. I mean, yes, I, I like a door deal. I think a door deal is cool, but I, but I also think that there is particularly if you're playing the right size rooms, if you, if you know your actual size, a door deal can be fucking awesome. Like, listen, everybody Metallica has a door deal. Yeah, yeah. Well, they should, because here's the deal. If you I think can they, sell, have, they get 110% of the door. If you can sell a place out, do a door deal. Point blank. If you can do it, if you, if you know, you could sell a place out, if you played there last time, uh, it's a 300 cap room and it wasn't even close. You fucking filled that spot. And there was people around the block fucking door deal next time. hundred percent right. door deal. But the, <clears throat> But most people do not know. Most bands do not know their actual size. They can go on their last numbers, but it could you know, change. Look, it could it can change, and also numbers are fake. Like in the respect that, yeah, you did a co-headliner last time with a band that got was coming off a little buzz, or people thought they were going to break up. People came out to see them. Uh, right. You know, or one day oh, it was like you played here Saturday, and the next time you're coming around, it's a Tuesday. Right. And, and don't get me wrong. Those numbers exist for a reason. They got to get used, but like they're not, they're not foolproof by any measure, you know? And right. uh, I mean, when we're talking about support, yo, there's bands that live or, uh, live or die on their ability to put together a package. Like there's bands that are out here that are smart, that know what people are into 
and put together strong packages and people have a good time. If you put them on a weak package, they're a weak headliner. That happens. So it's, uh, you know, look like the, the whole, the whole thing is like kind of just using your best number to leverage as much as possible. (laughs) So so like whatever that, whatever that number is, you're going to bust it out and wield it like a fucking sword. Um, (laughs) <laughs> that's that's fair. When I heard about the possibility of of like, I mean, no bands that we know, but like bands that get one hundred and ten percent of the door, mm-hmm. I was like, that's mathematically impossible. But like, yeah, not when you drag, you know, you take money from the bar that's and right. from parking and from this. I'm like, holy, like Jimmy Buffett gets one hundred and ten percent of the door. Well, so yes, yeah, the, like look, the, if, if you it, the bar is where the money is real, really yeah, real, yeah. and so for every, I mean, here's the thing. How much did someone pay to get into a standing room only uh, to get to floor seats at Metallica or whatever standing room, Probably whatever that is? Yeah. How much did they pay at the bar for however not many the beers they drank? Correct. Right. If not more, um, especially people, you know, then you go to festivals and it's like, oh, how many people are here for this? And how much yeah, alcohol and we, got sold? And, Woo, and we've talked about this. Hardcore bands are at a, a distinct disadvantage. And this is part of the drinks. Yeah, this is part of what's kept it like. You know, there's a, there's a lot of purity to the youth culture thing in that respect, and that if you're not playing even bars, uh, then you're talking about very, your numbers are always going to be lower, no matter what. You know what I mean? Like you'd have to be Fugazi, you'd have to be able to fill a fucking room. Uh, so it, it's uh, it, there is like a a nice little uh, like check or balance against uh, maybe commercialism there, but I've discussed that I think hardcore bands should be making money if they're going to be risking their life in a fucking van. So uh, I, uh, so I don't necessarily fall on that side of things, but I, but I will say that, yeah, I mean, like, look, like, uh, like uh, uh, people's numbers aren't anybody's business, but like take deaf heaven, take clutch, you know, those are both bands that play for people that want drinks. (laughs) it's a night out right right it's a night out and uh as a result those bands rightfully are able to ask for more and uh it's a you know like as a guy who doesn't drink i don't like i this isn't like a value proposition that i understand but but i'm not i'm not i'm not so bad at math that i don't get that (laughs) you know that that oh yeah bringing bringing capital to the establishment right uh, you know, gives you leverage in your negotiation with them on, on what you should be getting paid. So uh, one more, since you're, you're, you're the industry guy. No, yeah. apparently. Me and Bob are punk as fuck. Yeah. Uh, true. Uh, true. We're punk. You know what I'm saying? We're not dealing with the fucking, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. we're I'm the hoi polloi. Yeah. Correct. You know what I mean? What do you think? And I mean, not to any of your own, not, but like, you know, like a big festival. And, you know, like, what do you think a headliner gets for something like that? The only reason why I'm asking is because I was listening to Budden the other day. Mm-hmm. And you see how um, Fetty Wap got arrested. Yeah. Doing federal time. Like, the dude's fucked. Yeah, it's a problem. But, like, how almost every year or every time there's a Rolling Loud show, someone gets popped. Yeah. Cops arrest gets- somebody. Somebody gets arrested every year. They're like, wait, and not for something that happened at the venue. Like, you know, like they're just waiting for this dude to show up and then they arrest him before his set time, whatever. Yeah, I, I always think that's scummy. Let him play. 
Well, that's what I because someone told me about Fetty. I'm like, did he have to play at least? And I'm like, no, before he even fucking got up. I'm like, oh my God. Or like there was some story that you know that rapper Maxo Cream? Yeah, I do. He played Rolling Rock or something, and he went to go outside. Um, and the cops were coming. So he like turned around to get back in the venue. They're like, nope. And they cut they like like shut him out and like left him out there to fucking get arrested. Wow. But like, so the whole question was like, is the money that good to risk it knowing that if you're doing any dirt, this is where they kind of come get you? Uh, I mean, what do you think? Do you think it's like who? Like if you're fucking headlining Bonnaroo, what do you get? Million dollars? Oh, I mean, if you're headlining that, maybe more. Yeah, really? I think more. Um, I remember when Faith the More first came back. This years ago now they did five show like five headlining festival shows in Europe and they got five million dollars for five shows. Yeah, uh, not bad money. I mean, I, I dig it. If anyone's open to it, indecision will play five shows. For $5 million. <laughs> you know, I, I I don't know when it gets to this level. It's all very confusing for me. There, there's uh, like I I'm going to talk out of school for a second. Is everybody ready? Yeah, uh, <laughs> sitting was down. T- was uh talking to uh was talking to somebody at the label i won't snitch that hard uh shout out to pure noise uh about drug church stuff and he just said how's this sound for a future getting overpaid to play festivals and i said that sounds like a great fucking future (laughs) he said all right sounds like a dream he said all right let's do it uh but you think that's most i feel like that's mostly festival life uh, oh, you get paid to be a name on a poster. It's the fucking event that's drawing the people. Uh, oh yeah, it's people just want to do drugs in a field, but and, but, and uh, wear like flowers. Yeah, what a, exactly. what a good name name for a festival, by the way. Drugs in a field. I mean, like, is that what um, you don't even thing. need? Yeah. yeah, you don't even need bands on it. It's just called drugs in a field. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like artists, every EDM festival ever. Artists performing. Yes. Yeah. Correct. There yeah, will be. It. There will sure. Be, yeah, yeah. Exactly. There, there, there will be a, a lighting thing. <laughs> Lights will. Hardest performing with just a question mark. Yeah. 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 I liked your sure. Yes. Maybe. Emoji. Yeah, be some people around. Yeah. You're yeah. Not gonna Sh- shrug emoji. You know. Sure. <laughs> Kanye shrug. Yeah. Um, so, yo. Uh, we we got it nitty gritty into the talks. PK. Anything left? Any final questions? Any music related chat from the van before we close off today? Um, I think I said it on this podcast. There was some discussion about how our podcast, while doing a good job of covering hardcore, uh, doesn't do enough fast music. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not even I, entertaining that. That I was around. Um, I feel two ways on it. I've said many times that I think that it becomes too much like baseball cards for someone. I'm, this is where I'm going to become a dick. Like, there's listeners that don't like the types of hardcore that I enjoy, but my credentials are enough that I I don't got to explain myself to anybody. It, I don't like the baseball cards. I don't like like having to know what's coming out every week is not exciting to me. I want people to have good records that I, that will stick with me and be important to me. So that's what I'm interested in about music. So that's why I am not really interested in the fast stuff in addition to it just not being necessarily what i love 
but I would be more interested if I thought that those bands had longevity. Uh, that said, uh, I'm mostly with you, Bob, on this. Like, I don't think it's really like it's not worth like rebut rebutting, you know. But I I understand where if you loved that type of fast demoy stuff, that you would want us to talk about it more. I get that. I like. I'm not mad at that appraisal of things. I just I, I want them to cite the. This is the the thing when you get uh, you don't even address criticism like this because I'll go okay. Present them. What what is it that you? What are the current bands that are fast that we're not talking about that you think we should be? Um, because by my estimation, we talk about a good amount of that stuff. I think that Convulse is doing a killer job. I think there's some West Coast stuff. I think the band World Peace is fucking unreal. Um, we've highlighted Spy. Obviously, we we're on the Gulch stuff pretty early. Um, I would say Internal is my favorite current power violence band. Uh, I think they just did a split five inch and maybe three inch with sidetracked. I got that sitting over there. Um, I think the new Peace Test LP that is coming out on To Live a Lie will make my favorite records of the year list. Um, and we were so, yeah. of life. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so we could we could headline <laughs> highlight some more of that stuff. And like the sure. thing is, it's always it's always taste. So um, present it. I, I also think that um, the Levita uh, uh, and Moose uh, and Quality Control labels are two of the best labels out. Period. Like they do a lot of fast stuff, but they also do a lot of different stuff. So um, check those Iron Lung records just reissued. And not just, but not too long ago, the Cold Sweat Blinded LP. And I think that record is awesome. Sounds better. Uh, and, oh, what's the other Iron Lung record that just came out? That Oh, the Hologram LP is awesome. People should be listening to that. So uh, do, we, do you want to keep going or? No, listen, I'm not I'm not questioning either one of your credentials. You know that. I'm just saying the the, the it was something that was said in like an earnest way to me. So I didn't piss on it. Do you, you know what I mean? Like it, right. it was, it wasn't anybody coming at me then over I asked them it. It was just, even listen. It, it was just, I want to, I, that's the stuff I want to hear. Now I have an answer for us on what rolling loud high placement bands get paid uh, from somebody that would know the answer was seven. Let's close it. Woo. So, so Tom, is dollars. it worth it? <laughs> it's worth it for me. I'll yeah. fucking try to outrun the cops in the golf cart. <laughs> I mean, have a helicopter it. ready. God damn. Outrun yeah, the cops exactly. on a golf cart. Everybody have a good night. Peace.